I'm Rebecca Hamilton, author, artist, photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'm Chad Hamilton, marathon runner, podcast host, and addictions advocate. We're back for season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. And let's just say that we've scrapped a lot more than just the sweet talk since we talked to you last. Yeah, that's right. We've scrapped our entire bakery business altogether. After over a decade of growing Chick Boss cake from the ground up, building it to over a million in sales and investing all of our time, money and energy into it, we decided to close it down. Let's just say we've grown into completely different people than the kids we once were when we started it. And ironically, we've both developed a passion for living a healthy lifestyle that does not align with running a sugary, processed food, dessert empire. It's hard to believe we ended up here. It is. And this season, we're talking all about change. That's right. You know, it's so much easier to keep doing what you've always done and way more difficult to let go of comfort and step into the unknown. That's for sure. Welcome to season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where we hope to inspire you to challenge societal norms, old beliefs, and realign to become your most authentic self. Let's do it. Today, we're going to talk about how we have been learning how to be present in life and Although it sounds like a really simple topic and I feel like it's very overused without any meaning given to it or behind it. A lot of people talk about being present, but I don't know. I didn't know what that even meant before I learned how to actually put it into practice and practicing being present and just simply telling yourself that you're being present are very, very different things. So we have been on this journey of being trying to live a very present lifestyle without worrying about the future or worrying about the past. Um, And that's something that I feel like is really difficult to do when you are running a business because you always have to be worried about the future or, you know, making sure that your sales are on point or just you're constantly having to to think about the future when you're in a business mindset and um, reflect on the past. Like it's, it's really hard to live in the present when you are running a business. So um, yet again, another reason why that did not align with our new lifestyle. Um, and we've been practicing living in the present for the last uh, few months now. It's fairly new concept for us, but it's been really, really life-changing. And so I'll tell you um, a little bit of how it started. So I was given a book to read. My mom actually gave it to me and it was called The Untethered Soul. And it was a situation where I had already read all the books that I wanted to read and it was like the last book left and um, nothing about it spoke to me. I didn't really care about the title. The cover had a horse on it, not really into horses. Um, So I just, it didn't really speak to me. Like it wasn't calling for me to pick it up and read it. And we went, I forget, where where do we go? We went to Colorado. Colorado. I brought that book to Colorado and it was the last book left. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to give it a read. I'll see how it goes. So I started reading it and I'm like, so confused. I've 
I read so many books and this one, the first like three or four chapters, I was like, what is going on? I did not understand what the author was trying to portray to me because it was such a foreign concept that should be so seemingly sim simple. And um, I messaged my friend because I knew that this was one of her favorite books, my friend Sarah, and I messaged her, I'm like, I'm like, does this book get better? Or what's the reason that this is your favorite book? Because I'm not, I'm not getting this at all. And usually, usually we have a similar vibe of what kind of stuff that we like in the self-development world. And this was not aligned at all until I got really into it and until I really, really understood it. And then I very quickly became like one of my favorite books too. And so anyways, I'm reading this book. I had to keep rereading the first few chapters until I fully understood like somewhat of the concept, but I feel like even still you have to really get into it. And then, so I read that book. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then my friend Karen was like, oh, I'm reading this really good book. It's called A New Earth. Um, it's, uh, it's really changed a lot of my perspectives and my mindset and stuff like that. And again, cover doesn't speak to me. It looks like shit. And the title sounds like, the fuck do I want to read a book called A New Earth? Really? Okay. Not appealing whatsoever. And this is why you don't judge a book by the cover. Okay. And I'm totally judging books by the cover. Um, you should know better than that. You're I should know better than that. But that's why I love, like, I love art and I love, I, I don't know. I just feel like it needs to, whenever I read a book like that, I'm like, it needs a new cover and it needs a new title that resonates with the average person who would read the book, right? Um, because a new earth to me sounds like some kind of galaxy, I don't know, alien, I don't know. It just, it did not sound like what the book actually was. And the fact that it was like, this is like one of my favorite books of all time now, I just think everybody needs to read it. But I feel like a lot of people are turned off by the title and the cover of the book. So anyways, um, you have to read it, but I will say it's one of those books where you're, and he even says this in the beginning, you either full, you'll either love it or you're either going to be like, I don't understand a fucking word he's saying. So it's one of those, you have to read it a couple times and the, it just really changed Chad and I's life, um, by putting this into practice. So why don't you talk about just explain. Yeah, so I, I haven't the read book. the uh, Untethered Soul yet, but I plan to, and uh, we both it's read a similar uh, New concept. Earth. But um, but yeah, so basically the concept uh, Wu Wei is another concept of it too, and basically it's the the art of doing less to achieve more, uh, which seems ridiculous, but counterintuitive at the, at the to a business day, mindset. I mean, you know, we we go around in the world and, and in our lives. You know, always thinking of the next thing and, and, you know, thinking back of the past of what we could have done different or what we should have done or what we did wrong or did right and then trying to plan for the future. And then meanwhile, the days and weeks are going by and you feel like you've got nothing done. And the whole premise of, of this type of ideology is that if you just live more in the present moment, because all you have is the present moment, even anything you plan for in the future is in the future. And once it becomes uh, present day at that point, it will be present moment. And, 
if you just live super in that moment, you will have everything you want to have and more because that's all we ever have, right? And so it sounds super deep for sure. Um, it definitely needs further elaboration in the form of this book and, and, you know, research and different things. But the whole idea is that we're out there and we're creating the struggle and anxiety in ourselves, beating ourselves up about the past or getting anxious about the future, fearful of how things may or may not play out. And the reality of it is, is that we have no control over that. We think we do, right? This is why we try to plan certain things. But how many times in life have you become, you know, anxious about the way you think something may happen and it doesn't even end up happening the way that you were anxious about so you waste all this time all this energy and if you just spent that time and energy in that exact present moment of that day when you felt those anxieties and fears of the future you would have been able to live a much more happily and fulfilled life that day yeah so yeah i mean that's the starting point of it it really sucks the joy out of your life honestly um And oftentimes when you're feeling depressed, it's because you are ruminating and thinking about past events. And, and when you're anxious, it's because you're anxious about the anticipation, anticipation of future events. And the whole point of the book is that the future does not exist and the past does not exist because they're not in this moment right now. And all you have is this moment right now, which is kind of, It's a hard concept to really grasp, but that's why the more that you um, learn about being present in the moment and, and, you know, read the book, The Untethered Soul and A New Earth, and then his other book is called The Power of Now, um, you just need to start to understand the concept in order to be able to start applying it in your life. Um, but it's made a huge difference in our lives. Like I used to be so anxious and, you know, I'm sure part of that was the sugar consumption because I know a lot of foods trigger anxiousness for sure. But a lot of it, majority of it came from the anticipation of, of future things or, 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 you know, saying yes and signing up for, for future things that, I didn't really want to do. And so I would be anxious all up until having to actually do that. When in reality, I'm like, A, why the fuck did I even sign up for this in the first place? And B, um, why am I spending like weeks of my life being anxious before the date of this even happens? Like it's absolutely insane the kind of you know turmoil that we put ourselves in and the pressure that we put our put on ourselves uh with a lot of future and past thinking right it's it's just it's absolutely insane and and it brings you so much peace and clarity when you learn how to live in the present moment and how to really really live in the present moment and uh one of the things he talks about too when I say he, I'm talking about the author of A New Earth, um, Eckhart Tolle. He talks about how uh, you can't always remain in the present moment because our human brains are not necessarily meant to always be in the present moment. So it's about constantly just being aware 
to bring yourself back to the present moment when your mind does wander. So it's not about being fully present 100% of the time. It's about being mindful and being like, oh, my mind's wandering about what I'm going to make for dinner. Uh, I'm going to make spaghetti for dinner. I made that decision. And then letting it go and coming back to the present moment and not thinking about dinner until you're in the present moment making dinner. So it's not about ignoring goals or future plans. It's just simply about okay, I made my decision. I'm going to stop thinking about that now. And I'm going to go back to the present moment and focus on what I'm doing, what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about right now. Because the whole point is that in the present moment, we are not typically doing things that make us anxious that often. We're simply creating that anxiousness just from our thoughts alone. Um, our typical day-to-day stuff is not what's making us anxious. It's the thought of what we have to do when we get home or what we have to do uh, on the weekend or the evaluation that we have to do at work. It's, it's, it's all future anticipatory events and it's never, how often are you sitting at your desk at work and you're truly, truly anxious about what you're doing in that moment? Nine times out of 10, it's, you're, it's not. You're just simply sitting there doing what you know how to do, surrounded by people that you talk to every day that don't make you anxious. And you just, you create this misery for yourself. So uh, we've really been practicing it and we've read the book. Uh, I've read the book a couple of times now. I also listened to his podcast, another amazing podcast that we love, love, love. Um, Eckhart Tolle, it's produced by Oprah. So, and I love Oprah. So it's, um, you can, I, I don't even know what it's called, but if you just type in Eckhart Tolle or a new earth podcast, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, and, and it ties together with the whole minimalism, uh, thing that we were talking about in our last podcast. And they really, really go hand in hand. And it's all just about being intentional and being present in the moment. Yeah. And so a big, um, you know, thing for me to, that I've been doing for several years now is meditation, uh, which the act of meditation is to bring your mind back into being present. So, you know, originally I, when I first started meditating many years ago, I thought, well, what's the point? I mean, you're just basically sitting there, like you're not doing anything. Like I don't really understand it. And then, you know, doing all the research about being in the present moment and how beneficial it is and, and how our minds wander. And that's what creates anxiety, creates fear. You know, we always want, you know, more happiness, less anxiety, less fear. So if meditating like helps that, then isn't that great? And so that's what that is, right? So by understanding the the concept from this book, you basically start to do like, in essence, many non-formal meditations throughout your day where you're just like, you you catch yourself wandering. It's not like you get into like a full-blown meditation. It's just like, okay, mind wandered, bring it back in. Now I'm present. And then there we go. Because like Rebecca said, you can't remain present all the time. Mm -hmm. The mind is is outside of your control at times. Like it will just kind of go off into whatever daydream that it wants to do. And then it's about you being like, no, I don't, that doesn't matter. That's not till next Saturday when we go to Sue Ellen's place. So that doesn't matter. So let's just focus on now. What do I, what, what am I doing? And so there's a great analogy in the book. I I forget exactly how it plays out, but I can just use anyone. It's more of like, okay, if you're walking towards a table to eat, um, you know, a plate of food, uh, you're, if you ask somebody, what are you focused on? Oh, I'm focused on the plate of food. It's like, no, you're fo- you should be focused on the act of walking 
because that's what you're doing before you get the food. That's even more present moment than the food that that's secondary to what you're doing, right? So it's like really deep in that sense, but that really focuses your mind on where it needs to be. And so you may be listening to this thinking, well, okay, well, I, I think I understand this, but what's the point? And the point, the true point is so that you don't like we all want to rid ourselves, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, anxiousness, fear, uh, like not good enough, worry, all these things. Like we hate these feelings. And so when you, the more that you are in the present moment, you know, feeling that level of gratitude, appreciation, that those good, happy feelings, those feelings are only found in that present moment. And there was a, um, a great uh, experience that um, I, I think I shared this on a previous podcast, but Rebecca and I were at Morgan Wallen in the summer. And I, I remember I was like, that was the best concert. Yeah, this is the best example. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, best ever. So we were in Ohio because so I couldn't get tickets low because we went to Ohio to see him. And I was like, when he comes to London, like the concert hasn't even started. I think it was like the first song he's playing. I'm like, when he comes to London, like next month, we are definitely going to see him again. And, and I remember, and then after the fact, Rebecca was like, you know, when you said that, that was so far away from being in the present moment. Like we had had all this build up going to this concert. And then you're already thinking about when he comes to London a month later, as opposed to just appreciating the fact you're here now, like the concert's here, like it's not even halfway over yet. Like, like this is what our mind does. It's seeking these external um, forms of happiness that, you know, you can have happiness today. Yeah, the problem, know? the problem with that mindset is that when, like, even if you did get tickets to go to London, which we did not because it just doesn't even, like, it doesn't matter. What I'm going to tell you is that you, even if we did get tickets to go to the London one, you would still be at the London one being like, oh, like, let's go seeing him in Toronto yeah. or, or like you're, mm. you're all, when you're in that habit, it's always a constant state of like what's happening next. And you're never in the present moment enjoying that moment. And you never will be, even if you're at the London show or even if you're at the Toronto show. So it's like, it doesn't even, it's just, it's an unfillable void when you have that kind of mentality. But, you know, a lot of people have that mentality. It's really, really hard to stay present in a world where, you know, everyone and every company is vying for our attention and we've trained our brains to not be in the present moment. That's why we're always constantly distracted or engaged in some kind of social media or on our phone or texting. We are very, very rarely present and to the point where we need to really intentionally practice it. And it's become hard now. It's become really hard. And, um, Another really good couple of books that I read last year, uh, Social Media Detox, I believe it's called, um, and Deep Work, both by the same author. Uh, can't remember his name right now. I think it's Cal something. Um, both really, really good books. And again, like the titles have a lot to be desired in the covers. But <laughs> but how crazy is it that all these books that I'm reading, like the titles and covers don't speak to me and they're like the best books ever. And um, actually, I'll just tell you, the, the social media detox book, I was actually repulsed by the title because I'm like, I love social media. I do not want to detox from it. I don't need a book telling me it's bad for me. I don't want to know about it. I just, I love it. I don't, I don't want to ruin my, you know, love for social media and content creation and stuff like that. So I, 
I had a uh, like block up from reading that book because some somebody told me to read it. They loved it. And I was like, you know, I had resistance towards reading that book. And, and I'm, I've done a lot of self-development work to know that when you feel strong resistance to something, you should really fucking do it. <laughs> That's yeah. like the sign of like when you're if it works? when yeah. you're pushing something away, it means you really, really need it and you're afraid of what that might mean for you. So anyways, I read this book and it was talking about how we have trained our minds so much from... Uh, being on our phone in the Starbucks line, being on the phone, uh, you know, waiting for something. We can't just wait in a line without being on our phone. We can't just sit in peace and quiet without checking our phone. We can't do anything without needing some kind of distraction because we have trained ourselves to not be able to sit in boredom or discomfort. So it's, it's really mind blowing when you, when you really think about how often you go to turn on your phone and check Instagram or check this. It's like the, the biggest eye opener, right? And as the book was talking about how the more you, you untrain yourself to do that and, and you do sit with your phone on silence or do not disturb mode, um, it, will train your brain to do the opposite where it's like, okay, now I don't feel like I need to check my phone every two seconds. Now I don't feel like I need to uh, be on my phone in the checkout line or, or whatever, right? It's just, we're, we're so trained to need that kind of distraction and need the, the stimulate, the constant stimulation. And when we make an effort to undo that and retrain ourselves to not need that it is it is really 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 life-changing um and our and the world that we live in is 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 not wanting us to do that because the more time you spend on your phone the more ads they can show you the more money companies make because you're shopping you're clicking on that ad you're buying what they're showing you and so you know these companies spend so much time and so much money trying to uh, get you to stay on your phone. Like that is their intention, right? So it's up to you as the consumer to be intentional and aware of that and be like, uh, this, whose life is this? This is my life. I'm going to decide how I show up, how often I show up, what kind of content I consume, what I, you know, click on, what I buy on social media and First and foremost, how much fucking time you waste on it. And I still love social media. I'm not bashing it at all. I'm just saying you got to learn to be intentional with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so that external, um, you know, way of being was something for me that um, I really resonated with. For so much of my life, I would always, um, you know, either plan a new trip or Mm -hmm. plan a concert or plan a... Um, you know, with the, the running a race or like, it's always about something in the to future look forward to. to look forward to. And, and, you know, everybody's guilty of this, right? You yeah. want to plan for something fun when, when you get time off work or whatever. Right. But the whole point is that like those things, you're going to live your life. Like you're going to end up doing things at certain times and going on, you know, vacations or outings or whatever. Like these things are going to happen. But the problem is how many of us, like we'll just count down the only 12 more sleeps like that is just so not present 
think about that saying, right? And, and, and yeah, so once I started to realize that I did that quite often, I was like, holy crap, like this is not present at all. I should be super grateful for this, you know, beautiful sunrise, for this, you know, healthy way of living, for this, you know, for my dog, for my wife, for everything, like just living in that moment and really, embracing what is in front of me day in and day out because that is what provides me with happiness and joy right you know the the other things are just you know stronger hits of that dopamine but that the problem is that they don't they're they're fleeting right so they they come they go they come they go like they're not you know and and so that's the external thing for me that was real bad way worse than than for you um and, and yeah, I mean, then you have, of course, the anxiety and, and all that stuff too of, of the, you know, fears in life that, that we all have as well. Yeah. So part of being present is to, like you said in the beginning, do less to get more, not trying to control or manipulate situations or outcomes to be how you think you want them to be because, you know, how often is it where it's like you think you want something and then you get it and you're like, wow, I just, this is like not exactly like, this is exactly what I did not want like, it's, it's crazy how, you know, we think we know what's best for us. And then, um, the universe shows us a, a better way or they show us and give us exactly what we want. And then we're like, oh no, that is not what I thought it was at all. Um, so, it's about being in a state of flow with the universe. And so I've been really trying to practice that because it's really, it's really hard when you grow up in this society where um, we're told even just like, I've been so into the self-development and I love learning about it and stuff, but even in that kind of industry, it's all about taking control and taking action and, and, you know, and that stuff is really important too, to a certain degree. But I also feel like now that I've learned about being in the present moment and being in, in flow with the universe and stuff, it's, it feels better to surrender to what is going to happen and stop trying to manipulate and control it to be how you think you want it to be because maybe how you think you want it to be is a lesser version of what the universe has in plan for you, right? And what if you're holding yourself back by trying to uh, think that you know what's best for you? Maybe you don't. Maybe there's a bigger plan in place that if you just chilled out and slowed down and just focused on what you love to do, those opportunities will all of a sudden be presented to you instead of you trying to control everything. And then all of a sudden, uh, you, you know, you're not attracting the, the things that were actually meant for you in the first place. So, um, the other, um, the other author of The Untethered Soul, Michael Singer is his name. He wrote another book called The Surrender Experiment, which I also read. And that one was about his experience in surrendering completely and not saying, like, not trying to dictate his own path in life. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. I don't know if I like can fully put that into practice because I'm a little bit of a, like I like to have control and I like to 
you know, plan and know what's going on and stuff like that. But I really love the concept of it where he talks about how you just focus on what you love to do and you just surrender to whatever opportunities present themselves to you. And so I feel like this past month, I've been really focused on doing that where I am just literally only saying yes to things I love to do, which is photography, content creation, art, anything like that. I'm saying yes to the opportunities that I love to do regardless of any money or anything like that. It's just, if it's fun and I love to do it, I'm saying yes to it. And, um, and, and if it's not, then I'm not. So I'm just really immersing myself into things that I truly love to do. And I feel like I've been making way better connections and I've been presented really interesting opportunities that really align with me that I don't think I would have before had I tried to control and be like, okay, I closed my bakery down. Now what am I going to do next? I'm going to do this. I'm going to move on to that. I'm going to do this. People ask me like, what are you doing now? You must have so much free time now. And it's like, my January was busier than like half of last year alone, but it was stuff that I love to do and it didn't feel busy. It felt fun. And so I'm busier now. I'm having more fun. And what do I, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm just, I'm just taking it a day at a time, focusing on what I love and seeing what opportunities come from that. And, um, from what I've witnessed so far, I think it fucking works. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Surrendering is, is huge. And, um, you know, a really cool concept that you and I have been talking about quite often is, you know, if you think about things in the past that are presented to you, usually you'll use your old beliefs to dictate either yes or no, whether you want to pursue a certain opportunity. Yeah. So, okay. Something comes along and they're like, Hey, I'd like you to do this. Or why don't you try that? And you're like, no, because two years ago I was presented with a similar opportunity and I got burned and I'm not saying yes. Right. And so what we've now realized with this whole, you know, new earth movement, the surrendering, the Wu way, like just kind of going with the flow is that if you are, um, it's not about just running rampant and being naive and getting taken advantage of and not being smart and using your senses. Like, yeah, you have to do that. But the thing is, if you just shut the door Mm -hmm. before that opportunity even presents itself, you don't even know what could come of it. Okay. So if you think about that example I just used, let's say you say yes. You you don't know if that situation from two years years ago is going to play out the same way. It's a totally different, you know, time. It's with a different scenario. Like things are completely different. Now, that's not to say you just forget what happened last time and, and get burned a second time. I mean, like anything in life, you learn from your mistakes. But if you say yes and you just kind of let it play out, you watch for any signals, and then only at that time you can react if it, it crosses a certain boundary. Yeah. Because when you many times it learned, may not, right? Yeah. And then because you allowed that, you can then see that come to some sort of new opportunity that you would not have even noticed had you not said yes because you would have shut the door at the initial stage of that opportunity. And that's what I find incredible about this. Yeah, no, it is really interesting because we do prejudge things based on our personal experiences or based on what we think may or may not happen. And that just like squashes a whole lot of opportunity when you do that. And it's just part of human nature. You probably don't even realize that you're doing it. It's like a subconscious thing or maybe you do, but it's just, 
it's really counterproductive. And like you said, it's important to be aware and learn from your mistakes. But um, there's been many situations where I have prejudged a situation instead of allowing it to play out because maybe I was worried about, um, you know, letting it play out and then all of a sudden I'm going to have to like, it's easier just to say no up front than to let it play out and then be like, oh, this is not for me. Sorry, guys, I'm out of this deal now. Um, it, it's a little bit more awkward when you start to explore something and then all of a sudden you realize it's not for you or it doesn't align with your values and you have to pull out. It's, you know, it's more awkward than just saying no in the first place, but you don't know where the opportunities are going to go and you don't know what's going to come from it. And I And we've learned that it's always best to explore those situations and if it does come to a point where it's like you know what this is not what i thought it was and you want to be out at that point at least you can say that you gave it a shot and this is the reason why you're out now as opposed to being like oh the reason why i'm out is because i'm not getting started because last year when i tried this it didn't fucking go as planned um you could say that the same a lot of people say this the same thing with dating it's like well i'm not gonna date again because my ex was a fucking asshole and like it's and then you just paint every single person that you date with that same brush it's like super counterproductive it does not serve you and it doesn't serve the other person um you know same thing with friendships if you got burned one time by your best friend chances are you are not going to be vulnerable you're not going to be letting people in you're not gonna you're gonna have walls up and you cannot create true connection that way and by the way not everybody is out to screw you over just because you got burned one time and um it's just natural that we want to protect ourselves from that but honestly it really hinders a lot of amazing opportunities and friendships to happen and you know it's like when we were trying to decide if we were going to close the business or sell the business and we were in negotiations to to sell it I I just I really just wanted to close it because I wanted to move on. I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to go through a long negotiation process. I didn't want to have to stick around for another God knows how long to help people like you know, learn the business and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, this group of people came to us and they were like, you know, we really want to buy it. We think it's an awesome business. And and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to surrender. I'm going to just see how this is going to play out. It's either meant to be or it's not. And um, long story short, it just it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm feeling this is not the right fit. And I feel like my values and what I need to do is what I need to do. And I felt like I got to the point where I, I saw it through to the point that I needed to see. And at that point, I was like, no, I've seen what I needed to see. This, this is not going to go forward. And I've made my decision. And this is how it's going to go. But if I wasn't open to that, and I didn't explore that through, and I just closed that door, who knows? Like, it's just, you just never know what's going to happen in those situations. And it's just a good lesson of practicing. Yeah, and if it were to happen in the future, like we would do the same thing. We wouldn't just be like, oh, that, did, you know, those people, there was something that, you know, we didn't jive with. And so I'm not going to give any opportunity in the future. It's like, no, it's not the case. Everybody's different yeah. every, every scenario is different you can't paint and so, it with the same brush you know part of becoming a more mature human being is recognizing that 
you should not be using your beliefs as like a deterrent for the unknown, right? Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. So, like, once again, it's natural to, you know, if you came out of a bad relationship to enter into a new one skeptical, or mm-hmm. if you, you know, got scorned by what, like, you're going to be, it, you know, it's going to be really hard to be vulnerable. Of course, that's human nature, but it's so important to, to use that in a more positive lens, like, okay, this happened. I'm not going to like just disregard what happened, but I still need to be open-minded because like you don't know what way that that may or may not play out. Like that is all hearsay at this point. And, and so, yeah, that's why when we had many conversations, we're like, Hey, this needs to be like our kind of golden rule where like, regardless of how similar the situation may or may not be to another one we've encountered let's just play it through let's play it through eventually something will happen either good or bad and then we can react at that time we're not committed we're not legally bound to anything at any point so like as soon as that happens and and so a great example would be like on the flip side something you know, beautiful can happen. It could be a new relationship with somebody. And all of a sudden they end up like you know, everything you thought it was ended up being what it wasn't. It's great. And then, and then, then you can dive into it at that point. Right. But if you were just like, Oh, this person gives me similar vibes to whatever happened before. And, and, you know, then, then you just shut it down. You don't even have an opportunity to, you're just living such a closed minded way of living. It's no way to live. No. And it, it just, it only hurts yourself. Right. So, cause the other person's going to just go find somebody else who is open to that. And, you're just like sitting there alone and miserable so yeah i just think that the more you can practice uh surrendering and being open to those opportunities and um also i'll point out and this is something we kind of learned with this whole being present thing too is that your beliefs are not actually facts which they feel like they are we feel like our beliefs are the truth but they are not the truth. They are just formed based off your personal experience. And then when you die, your beliefs die with you. Nobody else is, you know, carrying on your beliefs because they're not the truth and they're not facts. They're just simply your beliefs. So the more aware you are of your beliefs that are, are based on what you've created in your mind and based on circumstances and situations you've been through, the less serious you will take them because, I mean, it's not a fa- it's not a scientific fact of what you believe, right? And that's that's a really big reason as to why I am very like open minded. I will say that I have strong beliefs. I have very strong beliefs and opinions on certain things, but because I'm aware that those are just my own personal beliefs, it does not affect me whatsoever what other people believe and how different it might be from my own. And that's why I am able to have friends with different beliefs and different uh, opinions on things. And truly, it doesn't bother me at all, right? I have friends that eat sugar. I have, I know people that, you know, run bakeries. I know people that run like breweries, wineries. I know a lot of people that drink alcohol. None of that phases me whatsoever. I do not think that they're less of a person. I don't think they're a bad person. I just think that their belief is different than mine. And that's totally fine because my beliefs are just based on my own life. Why would I care what their beliefs are? I still think that they're, uh, a great human, 
Um, now, if we get into a discussion on our beliefs, then I, I actually love having a challenging conversation in a, in a kind and respectful way. Um, and I'm more than happy and confident in sharing my beliefs. And I'm also happy and confident to, to hold space for other people's beliefs as well. So I think too often a lot of disagreements and, and opinions on, I see them a lot on social media where people will just call each other out and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not about that. It's not about proving your point and it's not about you being right all the time. It's about being like, hey, this is what I believe. And it's fine that so-and-so over here had a different past or a different experience and has a completely different belief. Like, why does that affect you or bother you so much? And in fact, when something bothers you that much, it's because of something inside of you that uh, you need to work on yourself. Like, whenever we are triggered by something, it's there's a reason for it. So, dig deep into that. Um, but I see it all the time where people are trying to constantly prove everybody wrong or be like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about because this is what I believe. And it's like, nobody needs to know 100% everything about everything about everything of what they're talking about, okay? It's just if they have a point or something, it's based on their personal experience or belief. And it has nothing to do with you. And it's not like nobody even cares if you think that they're right or they're wrong because there's people that are going to believe them and there's people that are going to believe you. And it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. And so I... I love being friends with different people with different beliefs and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and I just, I don't judge anybody for what they they do or, or believe in because I know that that's, that's not none of my business. Yeah, and so Rebecca's a Enneagram challenger. And number so that, eight. Number eight, if anybody it's, knows the Enneagram Every time I can, I can spot an Enneagram eight, <coughs> I can spot an Enneagram eight from a mile away because... I'm like, that person's a pain in the ass. I know that they're the same Enneagram as me because I know that I could be a pain in the ass. Exactly right. So I can spot so you, them. So you've worked on them. Now you're a healthy pain in the ass. Is that a good pain in the ass? I think so. I don't know. I think so. Okay. So, but yeah, no, and so uh, a big part in Eckhart Tolle's New Earth book is, is talks about the ego. And so the ego is, in essence, our beliefs manifesting in ways that um, don't serve us, right? Mm -hmm. So trying to prove other people wrong, my opinions, the, you know, the only way and all these kinds of ways of being. And, and, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, those are just your own thoughts. Like they, they're not fact at all, which is what Rebecca said. So do we ever sit there to think, wait a minute, if I feel a certain way, like, does that make it right? Um, no, I mean, no. it's just simply the way that you have formulated your opinion. It just so, is what it is, as he it, says. Yeah, he even says, he goes, it just simply is, right? So it's not right. It's not wrong. It just is. And, and so when you really break it down like that, you go, okay, wait a minute. Like, that's what just allows you to become a, a better person because you can be more open-minded with people. You can be less judgmental. You can, you can just formulate different friendships and relationships with people that may not, you know, um, think the same way as you. And that's what allows you to grow and expand your mindset, which is amazing. Yeah. I will say that when people try to impose their beliefs on others is another huge pet peeve of mine. I literally, that is like red flag 101. If somebody is like trying to convert me or trying to convince me that, you know, their way of being is actually factual. Um, I cannot stand that because I feel like, you know, I, I, appreciate that you feel that way. I'm just going to use religion as an example because that's a really good example. 
There's so many different religions in the world, and obviously everybody feels that theirs is the right way, but which is fine. But my problem is, is when other people assume that their religion is the only way and also try to tell you that yours is wrong because theirs is right. And theirs is only right to them in their mind. And it's not neither, it's not actually right or wrong. It's just to them. And it's just, it's that shit drives me absolutely insane. And so I always find that it's the most insecure people who try to do that, who try to convince other people of their beliefs, of their religion, of, and that's how that war and stuff like that starts because of the deep rooted insecurity in trying to convince other people that your way is the right way and that they are wrong because they do not conform to what you believe in. And so that is a very insecure way to to be. And when you're trying to constantly prove other people wrong, it's because you're not confident in your beliefs and yourself enough so that you can be comfortable being like, this is what I believe and nothing that anyone says can affect me and I do not need to impose my beliefs on other people. Totally fine how other people wanna live their life and that is just a really peaceful, peaceful place to be when you are content in your own beliefs and you also don't impose them on others. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, um, you know, you think about religion or even politics too. It's like, yeah, you know, people go to such extremes, and it's like it's just crazy. You don't need to be extreme. Believe it. Yeah, that's and, fine. And that's why some of the, you know, we have friends that are religious and whatever, but they're not like, hey, you need to like. It's like, hey, this is what I believe in, and and those are the most. On the flip side of that, those are the most secure and and confident and mature people. It's like I believe in this religion. I think it's awesome. If you want to join it, great. And if not, that's fine too. But, you know, you always hear these stories of all these, like, you know, political, like, uprising and religious. And, and it's like they're just going nuts because they're trying to force other mm -hmm. people's beliefs on other people. Right. And look um, at the destruction that it causes. Yeah. Like, it causes so much destruction. And, you know, the people that I want to be around and the people that I want to have in my life are people who can have different beliefs and still respect that I have my own. Like, I don't need everybody to believe what I believe in. I don't need all my friends to be sober. I don't need all my friends to quit eating sugar. I just need my friends to not try to lure me into whatever they're doing in order for us to be friends. Yeah, like I remember a great example is uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. So there was somebody that um, they were like, y you didn't post anything about Black Lives Matter on your business page, and therefore I would never support you. Yeah, and it's like, hold on a second, because of my inaction, you don't like me. Like what? Who's just wait? You just think I don't like black people because I didn't post that? Like it doesn't even make sense, right? Like it's crazy the extremities of 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 the it's way so that people deal with these negative. things, right? It's so you know? negative. Um, and then I can even segue that comment into you know with on the last episode when it comes to consumerism, you know these companies hiring, you know all about the um, you know the racial equality and the LGBT. It's like okay, yeah, that's great. I want everybody to feel equal and all that too. But but to say oh we this. And we, that, Sometimes like, they, you know, they're just doing it. It's just um, a, there's a word yeah. for that. I forget what that word is. Like is it gas, uh, it's not gaslighting, is it? It's not gaslighting, no. but it's like um, 
fuck it's called like disingenuous marketing is what i would pretty call much it. yeah right? it's called like yeah. rainbow flagging i don't know what it is it's it's when a company um goes out of their way to show that they're this and that they're that but it's like you know that it's just for for marketing and profit it's purposes is, right? yeah which most of the time it is yeah Exactly right. So yeah, that's another example of just you know uh, not being present and not being um, with it in the moment, which is what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think that it's hard in society because everybody wants to belong. They want to feel loved, like we're tribal beings. So we want to be in community with people who, you know, validate and value us and stuff like that. But honestly, if you have strong beliefs. And you are able to have relationship with other people who have strong beliefs that oppose your own. That means that you are in company with strong, confident, kind people who are authentic to themselves because authenticity means that your, your beliefs are unwavering regardless of what other people say or try to convince you to do. And those are the only people you will be able to have healthy, happy connection um, and relationships with. Those are the only people I want to be friends with. And I think once you start practicing, um, you know, being confident and strong in your own beliefs and opinions, which means not imposing them on other people, um, you're going to attract like-minded people that will respect your beliefs even when they don't believe them. Amen. We love to connect with our listeners. My website is RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it and tag us on social media. You can find me at RebeccaHamiltonCo and Chad is at ChadHamiltonRuns. And if you have a show or a podcast, we would love to be a guest and share our story with your audience and help get more people inspired to live authentically. Thanks for listening. This is Scrap the Sweet Talk with Chad and Rebecca Hamilton.